Pego. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret, a.k.a. Yemi. I run a few podcasts, but this is the one about video game news, occurrences, first impressions, reviews, and more. It's all video game related, and what else could you want? What else could you ask for? We got a few things to do today. That's right. We got a couple of a couple of spicy news. You know, we had a Pokemon Presents and a couple of games I've been playing this week. So let's get started with what I've been playing this past week. We're still playing through Far Cry 4 on the Twitch channel, streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Right now, we're working through Far Cry 4, and we just started uh, Rogue Squadron 3, Rebel Strike. Um, but we did recently finish a game called Sir Whoopass, which was um, Sir Whoopass emphasis on the ass. <laughs> uh, it was It's a parody game, okay? And that's, that's the thing. You know, it starts off, and it's like, hey, this is a parody. You know, we're presenting it as a parody. There's a lot of goofy stuff going on. I can equate this game to being equal to a goat simulator. Uh, a little bit less, a uh, little bit less janky, and there are specific things that they want you to do, like there's a story and all that, which you know was amusing at times, sure. Um, but the crux of the game is just going from dungeon to dungeon, using the basic control system, parry, not not parry, but block, and then you know retaliate with your strike. There was barely any special moves. There was barely any customization for your character. A lot of the things you found in the game just did the same, you know, had the same effects or whatever. Um, there was different weapons you can get in the game and, you know, whatever. <laughs> there were some slight puzzles to do in there. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's like, okay, you're a parody game, but this just ends up being a bad RPG. You know, like, there's nothing really that great about Sir Whoopass, except for the beginning, some of the jokes, and then uh, the moment that you uninstall it from your computer. And I know that's a bit harsh, and I, you know, I would apologize to the developers if they were listening, because, yeah, that is a bit harsh, but I will say that I was happy when, when we were, when the credits rolled and I didn't have to do a final boss fight, because the villain of the game left. Uh, I grinded for the best weapon in the game. I ended up not even needing to use it at the in, in at the uh, at the at the dragon boss fight. But uh, yeah, if if you wanna if you want a bad game, uh, Sir Whoopass is, is is the thing for you. Like I said, there is some charm and some aspects that are funny. You know, it's not like the whole thing is bad. But for the most part. You know, after, like, that first stream, we did three streams, and the first stream I ended on, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. The next stream was just dungeon after dungeon after dungeon with less jokes and and less, like, fun, and then the third stream kind of wrapped it all up in a bow with, uh, with you know, with the events of the story, and, yeah, I was just kind of done with it, so... 
Sir Whoopass is done, though. We finished it. I'm, you know, I'm glad. I'm always happy when we finish a game, even a bad one, because it's like, okay, yeah, we did it. We did it. We conquered that. We went over that hurdle. Um, but as of right now, I wish, I almost wish that I had it. But, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm the one to blame for this one, because I picked this game. All right, let's move on to the game that you're probably waiting for me to talk about, which is Wolong Fallen Dynasty. This is a brand new game from uh, Team Ninja, who usually, you know, they make the they made the um, Neo games, and they recently did Stranger of Paradise that came out last year. And you know, Wo Wolong Fallen Dynasty. It's on Xbox Game Pass, so if you want to check it out, you know, download it there essentially for free. On whether you're on PC or Xbox, try it out. See if you see if you like it. Um, but I will warn many many people that this is a Souls like, and it is a it does I should say it does have a steep learning curve. Once you get once you learn the game's mechanics, things do become easier. But when you start off and you're trying to figure out the parry slash dodge window, which I'm just gonna call the parry window. Um, because the dodge and the parry are kind of the same thing in this game. Uh, once you kind of learn, get that down, there's still some odd things that happen from time to time that make you go, what? <laughs> you know, yelling what at the top of my lungs. Um, th there's some frustrating moments in this game because of that parry window being so awkward for almost every single attack, you know? So essentially what I mean by parry move, parry slash dodge, if you press B once, you'll just do like a sidestep. And if an enemy is attacking you and you press it at the right time, you'll do a deflect. This gives you spirit meter, and you use spirit to break an enemy's posture. Okay. You following me so far? Okay, good. Uh, you can do... Uh, when, when an enemy does a red attack... If you press B at the right time again, uh, you will you will do like a big a, a big hit on them. Uh, a lot of times it'll break their posture immediately, and you can follow up by pressing Y or triangle, whatever controller you're using, uh, and that will do a big like almost like a Dark Souls like you know stab into an enemy. It's kind of the same thing. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more grandiose, right? You jump into the air, you, you land on them, you know, you do whatever. If you double tap B, you roll. You roll out of the way of an attack. Uh, in this game, though, it's much better to just try and deflect so you can build that spirit gaze. You can you can use some special abilities. You can break their posture on bosses. Uh, there's like a posture meter that builds up very slowly. Um, and when you do a spirit attack on them, their posture meter gets smaller. Uh, and then once you break their posture, it goes back to normal. So I, I was talking about... Um, you know, there was, like, that gameplay demo where the guy went up against, like, this castle and he was fighting this boss that seemed to take forever. You know, I remember thinking about that and you kind of, I'm kind of starting to see that happen, you know, but it's not that bad right now. I'm wondering if maybe, you know, as you go through the game, um, you know, just, just some things just get, there's maybe there, maybe there'll be, like, a steep you know, steep uh, difficulty spike. But uh, right now, you know, once I learn the controls and stuff like that, once I learn the, the parry and posture system and stuff like that, I, I'm starting to do okay. And I'm not going to say that I've been doing amazing, um, but there are some areas, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's just like, uh, it's just like Neo where you have, you know, you go to an area, you complete the mission, you fight the final 
boss of the area and then you move on to the next area right um it's 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 a bit more story centric so there's less sub sub missions and more main missions um so like the sub missions pop up after you beat a main mission it's a it's a different area and i believe you can choose I haven't done one yet, so I'm just going off of what I know. I believe you can choose a reinforcement to bring you with you, which is a character who can follow, you, follow along and help you out in areas and with boss fights, which is nice. So on top of the dodge and parry button, there's also a blocking button, which I don't use at all, honestly. Like, I know maybe I should be using it, but the... the the deflect option is just so much better because it builds other stuff up, you know? You have these, um, these, like, oh, what are they called? I, I, are, I mean, they are spirit moves, but, uh, essentially you press, like, Y and B together, or X, uh, triangle and O together, and it summons your spirit animal, right? And they do, like, a big attack. The first one you get, like, summons spikes that come up from underneath the arena, and that'll do, do massive damage in an area, um, there's another one that's like a dragon that comes out and he boosts your attack and he boosts your defense and he gives you lightning ability on your weapon, you know. And there's many more as well. Uh, I, those are just the two that I use so far. Um, there's another one that like a tiger comes out and starts helping you in battle. Uh, there's another one um, that uh, stuns all the enemies in an area, giving you a second to breathe, you know. It depends on your play style, which one you're going to want to use. So being a Souls-like game, kind of like, you know, kind of in the same vein as Neo, uh, it also has some Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, uh, um, inspirations. You know, there's a, you know, if you, if you hold the control stick slightly, you'll, you'll sneak around, which I don't like as much as just being a dedicated crouch button, but I digress. Um, if you go up behind an enemy and you press Y when the reticle is orange or triangle, uh, you'll do like an insta-kill move or a very damaging move. Um, you can also do it from above. If you're above an enemy, you can jump on top of them, do a killer move on them as well. So yeah, I mean, the game starts off and you know, it's all based around Chinese mythology. So, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a bit of a departure from Neo, you know, or Sekiro. Uh, those are based around uh, Japanese mythology. Uh, and it, it is similar enough where it's like, oh, like, this looks like a yokai, or, oh, this kind of reminds me of this. But it is, there is, there are some major differences in, in, in the two, you know, mythologies, of course. Um, the Chinese voice acting is pretty good in the game. They start you off with the English dub if you're in America, or I guess Europe as well, probably. So you need to change that in the main menu. You can't do that in the game, which I learned the hard way. I had to listen to the English dub for the first, like, three hours of me playing before I booted up the game again and remembered to <laughs> change the language to Chinese with English subtitles. It's much, it's a much better experience. <laughs> I will tell you that. Uh, your creative character, lots of, you know, you can do anything you want. You can make your perfect waifu. You can make an ultimate warrior. You can make yourself. You can make Shrek. You can make whatever you want. Okay, uh, the the character creation is off the charts in this one. Um, once again, just like other Team Ninja games, unlike well, maybe not Stranger Paradise, but many other Team Ninja games, the main character doesn't doesn't talk. They just kind of do gestures and nods and whatever. So you know, there's no voice acting from your character specifically. The story is just like you're going through these different areas and you're trying to take back the land from 
you know, the, the, uh, demonic presence that's in the area. Um, uh, a, 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 uh, an enemy faction called the yellow turbans or something like that, uh, have invaded the land and you know, that you need to fight them along with the demonic presence that they brought about with them. Uh, the main, the, the main crux of the game is going through, of course, these different areas and raising banners. Essentially, there are small banners and there's large banners. The small banners are lit littered around. They just kind of, um, they're just kind of there for m not really checkpoints, but, you know, they, they boost your fortitude, which is the main, the main thing that's based in this game is fortitude. Um, so the more banners you have, if you have all the banners in an area, let's say there's five major banners and six minor banners. If you have all those banners, um, you'll have maximum fortitude, which makes it an, an even fight going into the boss fight or going against certain enemies. Certain enemies will be leveled to like fortitude 11. And if you're fortitude five, you're going to have a tougher time fighting them. You can beat them, obviously, but it's much easier to go in there either on the same level or, or over leveled. Um, so each each time you go into a new area, the fortitude uh, resets. And I've I've been finding it very enjoyable to go around and just raise the flags, get my fortitude up while fighting enemies as I go. Sometimes you run into a an enemy who's way stronger than you, and you get your ass kicked, and you go, okay, just gotta go around it, and we'll see if there's a a flag or something that I can po post nearby. A lot of the major fortitude pl flag placements, the bigger ones, uh, you need to fight like a enemy who is. Um, you know, superpowered or whatever, you know, you need to fight an enemy. And once you kill that enemy, uh, you can raise your flag. Um, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, the bosses, you don't raise a flag for the bosses. It's not like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or whatever, where when you defeat a boss, you get to, you know, keep a bonfire there or whatever, right? Um, instead, it just kind of like, end, you know, the cutscene and, you know, ends the area and you go to the next one. So if you're missing a flag, don't be like me <laughs> and go into the boss fight thinking, oh, the last the last one's in here. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is most definitely not. <laughs> there's a lot of really cool enemy design in here. Um, there's like a tiger that has a like a face attached underneath its like throat. It's being controlled by some sort of demon and has really tiny arms for some reason, but really big hind legs. It's kind of a funny design, but it's also kind of cool. Um, there was this one enemy that looks like a half of a crocodile, and then the other half is like a big viney-like tail, black viney tail that turns into like a topless woman. It kind of reminds me of that one uh, Dark Souls boss, except not a spider, but a crocodile. Um, there's another one that's uh, like a porcupine that explodes when you kill it. Kind of interesting. Um, a couple of the bosses have been kind of cool, too. Um, there's like the, There was this big monkey that you had to fight. Uh, there was a big boar. <laughs> there was a big human. <laughs> a lot of the times the bosses are just big, big whatever, you know, big insert thing here. The tutorial boss, which I actually struggled a lot on. I think I died at least 30 times to the tutorial boss because they were trying to teach you how everything works. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like if you're not perfectly on the dot with your dodge or parry you're gonna have a bad time and i i you know i got through that fight and i was like i was i was looking at my at my at the clock and i'm like damn I've, I've been fighting the tutorial boss for an hour like i had really like i had really low expectations for me after that but then after that the next boss did it in one go the next boss did it in two goes the next boss did it in one go 
<laughs> I've only been caught up by the latest boss that I did, which had like the head of a almost like a a horse or a bull, and it had like all these tentacles growing off of it. I got caught up by that one for a little while, but you know, once you finally beat a boss, you know it's it feels pretty good in this game. You know, there's some games where it's a Souls game and you feel like you cheesed it or you feel like you you shouldn't have won or you're not satisfied by the victory. Um, this is not one of those games. I, I, I have been enjoying, you know, going through the game methodically, finding all the banner posts, the fortitude buff posts, you know, and, uh, you know, going from site to site, clearing out the enemies. Um, the thing that I did not realize that you were, you, you have a partner throughout like the first couple of, I mean, f I mean, as long as I've been playing the game, I've had a partner. Uh, they're called reinforcements in the game. And essentially, uh, once you have like a bond with them by doing the level with them, you can call upon them in the sub levels, which, like I said, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works, um, which is pretty, I mean, that would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I think it's true. <laughs> I want to say it's true. I, I might be spreading misinformation. I'm not sure. I think that's how it works, though. But yeah, I mean, each level you've had a helper. At one of the levels, you had two. <laughs> you had two guys join you. And I was like, damn, is this going to be super hard? No, it was it was just for story purposes, I suppose. Um, right now, I'm going through like a sewer area and you can't get caught. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, this is more like, this is more of like a, a linear story than, than Neo, for sure. Like, Neo 1 and 2, it's very much like, you know, it's not really a straight story. It's 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 got like all these sub areas and main areas, and the levels are winding and and long and and crazily designed. Whoa, long! I haven't been feeling the crazy design, and obviously it's a lot more story oriented. Um, there's a lot of branching paths. Don't get me wrong, but they're not. It's not. It's not like Ni uh, Neo in that way. Um, it's 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 it's. It's not as twisty-turny. Like, yeah, there's still some areas you gotta, you know, figure out how they get to, you know. Uh, but for the most part, it, it, it you know, it, it does stand on its own away from something like Neo, you know. It, it really does. It does feel different enough. And there's obviously a whole bunch of different mechanics going on in the game that you don't see in, in Neo or Stranger Paradise for that matter. So... You know, like I said, if you want to check it out, it, it's a Souls-like, and if, if that if that turns you off, um, just know that once I beat the tutorial boss, things got a lot easier. But like I said, I'm still just like baseline okay at the game. Like I was, I, I the, the 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 that that freaking parry window or deflect window, whatever you want to call it, it it's just so I don't I don't know if it's just me or if it's the game. Or if it's my controller, I doubt it's my controller. But I just maybe the person controlling the controller. I just I feel like sometimes I press the dodge button at the right time or the parry button, and it just doesn't work. Uh, and and there are some systems that I'm not sure of yet. I mean, there is like this bar that goes from red to blue uh, uh, below your character, and I'm wondering if that's maybe your own posture. But I I haven't been 100% sure about that because sometimes that meter fills up all the way orange and I'm still able to move and do stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, there's still things that I'm trying to figure out in the game as well. Um, but that, that, that's just, you know, it, it, the game comes with a big warning. That's like, Hey, if you're not a fan of souls, likes, if you don't like Neo or stranger of paradise or Sekiro, probably steer clear of this one. Me personally, I've been enjoying it a lot more than 
both the Neo games. Neo 1, um, I got fairly far through, I would say, but I burnt out at the big fro frog boss. Uh, Neo 2, I played around with like the first area, and I wasn't vibing with it, um, so I didn't really move on. I didn't really play that at all. With Wo Long, I mean, I've already been playing for about six, seven hours now, and I've, I mean, I'm on part three of the story, and I don't know how long that is. To, you know, I don't know how long that is right now, but it does feel like things are kind of like not really wrapping up, but they just seem like things are just moving fast. I've beaten all the bosses who you see in, except for one, in the in the opening cutscene. <laughs> So it's like I feel like I'm kind of moving fast, but who knows what's going to happen? Who really, who really knows until you get there, right? So so far, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, going to give it a thumbs up. Um, I would recommend it if you are a fan of Souls games and if you like Neo. If you don't like Neo, you're probably not going to like Wo Long, but I would suggest trying it out anyway because it is different. You know, it is it is wholly different and unique. Um, yeah, so I'll probably play more of that. I I've been playing more of Wo Long than any other game currently. Uh, I play I I've been playing a lot of PSVR two this week, uh, but nothing new to report. I've just been playing games that I already talked about. Um, that unplugged game that I talked about last time, the guitar like the Guitar Hero type game. It's gotten a lot more complicated. Uh, I tried playing on the hardest difficulty, and there was just so much going on. I'm like, okay, I think I need the tutorials before I get here. So uh, there's definitely a lot more going on. Um, it's just it's taken a while to get to the next part, right? There's just there's so many tutorials, and you do one song per tutorial. Sometimes there isn't even a tutorial, and I wish that there was so that I could up my difficulty a little bit faster. But whatever, I digress. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the PSVR 2 is still great. Uh, the charge time on the controllers is a little bit weaker than I remember. Um, I was playing Call of the Mountain, and I feel like I only played for about an hour or two, and the controllers were already telling me that they needed to be charged. So I guess that also does help like me not play for too long, you know, um, because when you're in the VR world for a while, you do start to feel that tired feeling in your eyes, or at least I do. So, you know, maybe an hour or two long playtime is good. Uh, is is a good indicator, you know, good thing, it's a good thing that those controllers need to be charged a little bit sooner than I would like, um, the headset's, it's still pretty comfortable, you know, um, you find that sweet spot pretty easily, and I, I have, I mean, once I find that sweet spot, I'm good to go for the rest of the time, you know, obviously I adjusted it a little bit here or there, but, yeah, call the mountain, lots of climbing still, <laughs> it's definitely a climbing game, uh, with a little bit of combat in there, but I'm making good progress. I'll probably finish it up this week. All right, the next game I want to talk about is a phone game. Uh, so you know, I've been, I've been kind of, you know, kind of obsessed with Devolver Digital's Tumble Time game. Uh, but move aside, Tumble Time, because it's time for Ultimate Sackboy. Uh, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, when they announced it. Uh, but Ultimate Sackboy, it's it's pretty much just Subway Surfers, except with a Sackboy you know, Little Big Planet makeover. Uh, we call it Sackboy Surfer. <laughs> uh, there's three lanes. You swipe on your phone to go left and right. You swipe up the jump and down to slide. It's an infinite runner with a time limit, and you need to collect your. You need to collect orbs of different colors to increase your score. Yeah, there's green orbs, there's blue orbs, and there's purple orbs. Purple being the most important. Depending on how you do, you'll rank in the top 10 leaderboard or 15 leaderboard, whatever it is. 
And if you get top three, you earn coins and trophies, which are which is just you know the, the trophy, the little bronze trophies that you get are just XP uh, towards like the season, not the season pass, but just like a, an overall XP gauge or whatever. And then there is there is also a season going on right now. There's a free tier and there's a paid for tier, um, and and that's done through through challenges. You get challenges every day. On top of that, there's fruit you need to collect. If you collect five fruit in a day, you get a free, you get a bonus. You get a fr either a free outfit or a free part to an outfit, I should say, or a, or coins or uh, a loot a loot bag. <laughs> so yeah, this game is, it's pretty heavy-handed with the loot uh, loot bags. There's a classic loot bag, there's a daily loot bag, and there's a rare loot bags. They're they're all in there. Some of them, most of them, all of them, unless you earn them through a challenge or through the season pass XP thing, uh, you have to wait to open them unless you want to open them right now and spend gems. There's coins and gems. Gems you can buy, coins you can't. You use coins to upgrade outfits. You use gems to continue running to buy coins and uh, to open bags right away. Loot bags could have anything between two to five or six items in them, depending on what rarity they are. You'll get, you'll get, uh, the bubbles will pop out of them, and you'll get, like, white is common, green is, uh, rare, uh, not rare, but, like, common, there's common, unique, rare, and then there's ultra rare, which is the purple. And you get... It's it's so hard to describe, but when you're playing it, it's not that it's not that complicated. When you pop the bubbles, you get like ten of ten of uh ten of the glasses item, and you can upgrade the glasses item to upgrade your overall player level. Okay, and when you wear pieces of clothing, it'll give you more points when you pop you know when you collect orbs during your runs. So that's where the game gets you, okay? Let me tell you, I'm, I'm enjoying the game, but there are some pretty egregious tactics in here that PlayStation has implemented and the developer has implemented. In order to get coins and XP, you need to get top three. You get more for being number one, number two, number three, it descends from there. If you get fourth or lower, you lose XP. So they give you the option to keep running on a map, which you can do, but some it doesn't guarantee a win if you keep running, okay? Because the 30-second time limit or however long the time limit on is on the certain map you're playing is it, okay? The better clothing you have, the better clothes that you're wearing, pieces and parts that you're wearing, the more pieces and parts you're wearing, the, 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 the more orbs... Like, when you collect an orb, instead of it being worth 5 points, it'll be worth, like, 20, right? And that and that immediately gives you an advantage. And people are constantly upgrading their stuff, so you got to kind of keep up with them. So your overall player rank also determines how how many orbs you collect per orb, right? So it'll take that twenty base twenty and it'll multiply it by two. So now you have forty. You get forty for every green orb, right? And it goes up from there. Right now I'm player level like three hundred and fifty something because I bought five dollars worth of gems, which was like. 500 gems right so i upgraded all the outfit stuff that i needed to to in order to get my score up and up and up and up and keep up with people i finally started to run out of gems now i might buy more if i feel like it but right now i'm going to see how i do 
with just what I got and what I've earned through different means, okay? So essentially, with me being that high of rank, now I, you know, now I can beat most people who are just playing the game without, you know, really worrying about their rank and stuff like that. They don't care about, you know, getting XP and all that stuff. You can still win if you have like a base character at level like 50, but you're going to start to get outclassed really fast as you, you know, move up in the ranks, right? So essentially, you know, I, I you know, even though I'm level like 300 something, I'm still like sometimes struggling to get to that bronze tier, that third place because other people are also wearing like the banana costume, which is all unique, you know, ultra rare items or, you know, they're level like 380 and I'm level 350. So they're, they're getting more per orb pickup. Right. And like I said, that's where the game gets you because now it's like, okay, to keep up and to keep earning XP and stuff like that, I need to, and not lose XP one, I need to buy some gems and upgrade my stuff. Right. And once that happens, yeah, you have a fun time because you're just winning or you're getting top three and you're getting outfits and you're, you know, you're upgrading them and your star ranks going up and you're level 400 in no time, right? Um, so, I mean, like I said, the game, the game is, is literally just subway servers with a, uh, sack boy, big adventure slash, uh, little big planet, uh, you know, palette over top of it. It's cute. It's fun. It works pretty well, you know, like, there's really nothing that I can say really super negative about the gameplay itself, because it works fine, it, it works well, it, it does what it needs to do. So, you know, when I swipe up, Sackboy jumps, and that's great. Sometimes you gotta jump over an enemy, you can also jump onto some enemies and get extra, extra orbs, which is cool. Obviously, there's some more advanced techniques where it's like, okay, there's a low, there's like a low, like... A low barrier and a high barrier. You can only s slide under low barriers. I'm sorry, you can only slide under high barriers. But you can either jump or slide under low barriers. And sometimes you want to jump onto the low barrier and then jump onto, you know, jump from that onto a platform that has purple orbs or something like that. There's some advanced techniques in there. A little bit, um, you know, a little bit of challenge for the people who really, really want to play hardcore. And I've been learning those techniques as I go. Um, so I feel like, I, I mean, I, I think there are some different things that you don't see in like subway servers, like, you know, jumping onto an enemy, stuff like that. But there are some similar things as well, where it's like, okay, now you use this as a jumping board and you get to the top of here and you get more items or you last longer on your run. Right. I think the main problem is, is that Sackboy's big adventure. Yes. I'm sorry. Ultimate Sackboy doesn't have an endless mode yet, or at least I haven't found it. Which is kind of annoying because you you'd think that this game would benefit from having some sort of endless mode attached to it. I mean, just let me let me run for hours and hours on end, or you know, for for like five minutes straight, and just you know, let me see how well I can do. You know, increase the difficulty as you go through it. You know, it, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me, but who knows? With the game being tied to you know, 40 second time or a 30 second time or a 50 minute, a 50 second timer. Um, you know, you start to have, you, you, you can have fun right away, but you know, right now there's not enough level variety to keep things super interesting, right? As you advance through that XP, uh, pass or whatever you want to call it, the XP thing, um, you'll unlock new skins, new, new levels, new whatever. Um, and the newest one I've gotten is called like slow, 
slow in at night or something like slow at night or something like that which is pretty much the stuff the original skin for the game except it's nighttime and it's a little bit more difficult so as you go through you do get new areas unlocked like another one was um like a it was an area with like sci-fi stuff right and there's another one that's like a, a library you know so it's like there's there's some cool things in there uh, I, I'm enjoying myself. I Like I said, Tumblr Time, that Devolver game that I talked about a few times in the past, move out of the way. <laughs> I'm done with your bullshit. There's so many currencies in that game. There's so many stupid bullshit things. I'm, I'm in, like, level 150 at this point on Tumblr Time. And it's just stopped being fun and, been, and started becoming more of a chore. <laughs> like, the levels are getting way more complicated where it's... Do specific things, and I'm just like I'm. Okay. I'm like you know what? It was fun for a while. I only spent like ten bucks on the game. I'm good to go. Sackboy right now, Ultimate Sackboy. I've I've spent five dollars on the game. If you want to buy the season pass, I don't know how long it lasts. Uh, but that's uh, I think that's seven ninety nine eight dollars, which isn't terrible, but it's also like one of those things. Like a, it's a phone game, you know. <laughs> But I've only spent five dollars on Sackboy so far because I needed to. I needed, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I needed to kind of see what it, the game has to offer. How challenging does this get? You know what? You know what happens when you upgrade things all the way? What you know? How how far can you upgrade things? You know stuff like that. I needed to see that kind of stuff so I could talk about it here, and I've seen it. Will I spend more money on it? I'll probably spend another five bucks on it. See how far that gets me. Right. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things that's, like, also, like, I wish, I wish you didn't, like, oh, you know what, I totally forgot to mention this. So, on top of the loot bags, you need to wait to open all the loot bags. So, the the biggest and best loot bag that you can get, you have to wait, like, six hours or something like that, or five hours to open it, which I know a lot of you are going, what? And it's like, yeah, I was like, what? From the get-go as well, because that's, like, that's egregious but it's one of those things it's like okay you come back the next day you can open it right i'm not too i'm not too mad about that you can choose the paid gems to open it right away if you want but that's up to you the base bags you need to wait an hour and 30 minutes to even begin to open them sometimes <sighs> yeah it's kind of bullshit so you know each bag takes an hour and 30 minutes to open on their own. If you have multiple bags, you can have four bags at a time uh, in the game. And if you choose one to start opening, that's an hour and 30 minutes until you can start opening the next one. Because then you can open that one. you got to open the next one an hour and 30 minutes later. It's the boom, boom, boom. You go down the row. You can only do one at a time, which is also bullshit. <laughs> okay? The ultra rare bags that are that don't need the wait, you don't need the wait on those. It's the classic bags that you get if you get first place that you need to wait on which is like come on and you got to pay like nine to 13 gems each to open them right away and it's like okay come on so right now i've just been waiting for them to open i you know i i, I i'm not opening them with gems anymore because i've all one one i've run out but two it just it doesn't net you enough i guess it does net you enough to keep yourself leveling up but it just seems like a waste of time sometimes you know i don't know it's one of those things It's like you got to kind of choose for yourself if you want to do it or not. So would I recommend Ultimate Sackboy? Um, yeah, I think I think I kind of would. I think it's it's a fun little time waster game. You do a few runs while you're, 
you know, on the toilet you do. I mean, I was playing for like an hour in my car when I was waiting for something to come in at work. So like it, it's a good time waster and it really like after you get past like the initial hurdle of like, oh, I need to level up my stuff. Once you start doing that and you, you're high enough level to kind of beat most people, it's it's a pretty chill and fun experience. You know, it, it takes a little bit of skill to and and you know, obviously re, you know fast reflexes to get some of the high scores and get to some of the places in the levels. I think it's a fun aesthetic. You know, there's a lot of different costume pieces to unlock. You know, which is nice. You know, it, it's it's full of that Sackboy charm. But that's the other thing too. Like Sackboy is the is is Sony's and PlayStation's like kid game right uh, on top of ratchet and clank there's sackboy right sackboy's big adventure was like a launch title with the ps5 and you're using your most like childish and your most kid-friendly character to build this game that definitely requires you to make some purchases which is a little bit dubious if I'm if I if I don't say so myself. Like that's a little dubious for them to monetize the game like they have. Now, like I said, it's not as egregious as Tumblr Time or other phone games you, that may be popping into your head. But there's still a base level of yes, this is free. But yes, you also probably need to buy at least five dollars worth of gems in order to get to a point where you can be competitive with the other people. Because if you're not competitive with them, you lose XP, you're not able to get new levels unlocked, new costumes unlocked, bags for free, right? The season pass stuff is a separate thing. It's challenges that you do. You can do those no matter what level you are, right? But it's the main XP gauge, this main XP leveling up system that requires you to have some skill at the game in order to rank up. And like I said, they take away your your trophies, your XP, when you don't get top three, which is kind of crazy to me. But I digress. That's Ultimate Sackboy. One more game I played called Stickman Trenches. Kind of reminded me of those old Stickman games that I used to play, Flash games I used to play on Newgrounds and stuff like that. Um... It's a, uh, what is it, a World War I, uh, a World War One kind of thing. Um, <laughs> essentially, it's, it's, you know, you, it's the British versus the Germans, right? And there's trenches along the way. It's one of those kind of games, it's a base defender game, essentially, but you need to attack the other base as well. So, essentially, you build up your forces, and you try and attack, and you try and gain ground in the trenches. It's, it's, it's you know, it's it's pretty faithful to World War One, where it's like, okay, you take over this trench. Well, here comes the enemy. They come in and they just pound you. You know, they they punch you in the face and kick you out of that trench. It's it's a very back and forth affair. Um, managing your troops is real. I mean, it's it's gets kind of tough, especially on the harder difficulties. Um, and there's like a endless mode as well that you got to kind of do, which is like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, like, random, too. So, like, you know, you, you can have a shotgunner and a flamethrower guy and a regular rifleman in your trench and be up against, like, three riflemen. And sometimes they can just automatically have the advantage because it goes in their favor, right? You miss your shots, they hit their shots, essentially, is it. But, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty basic game. I think it's, like, five bucks. It's 
it's fun. I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it, it's a it's a time waster game, but it's it's a little bit more than that, obviously, because you have to think about your troop management and stuff like that. It's basic, though. You know, there's only like five different classes, and there's a you know you can use tanks and stuff like that. You can't control your units directly, but you can you know tell them when to attack and stuff like that. Um, you have also you have like artillery barrages, uh, gas. You can put gas onto the field. Heavy tanks. You know the big land ships. You can have Rome onto the field. Um, and yeah, pretty much what you got to do is you got to think offensively and defensively at the same time. It's pretty interesting. Stickman Trenches, maybe check it out. Like I said, it's like five bucks. I'm mentioning it here because I've been having fun with it, and I think you will too. All right, let's move on to the next part of the podcast, which is uh, what was announced at that uh, gaming show. All right, the Pokemon Presents happened this past week. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a resounding thud, you know, from the community. Um, I think Pokemon kind of sets themselves up for failure some some years because these Pokemon Directs or whatever you want to call them, Pokemon Presents, they only happen once a year on the anniversary of Pokemon. So... You know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they just released Scarlet and Violet not too long ago. You know, there's really nothing much going on, I guess, in the Pokemon world uh, that they didn't have really that much to show off, you know. And sometimes that's just how it goes. You know, some years you have, you know, the the, you know, remakes and the new game coming out and the new Pokemon card packs are ready to go. And sometimes they have uh, mobile apps and updates. <laughs> <laughs> so uh on the 27th of february uh we got shown to a few things so the pokemon world championships is heading to japan this year the event will see competitors across the main uh, across the mainland pokemon games uh scarlet and violet of course will be new this time around uh they'll battle in the pokemon trading card game pokemon go and pokemon unite uh so that'll be a big event for all the po- different pokemon things speaking of pokemon cards there will be some brand new packaging based on the original trading game set. So if you want a original Charizard, Ivysaur, Bulbasaur, you can check them out. You can get them out. They're re-releasing multiple cards and play pieces from the original TC set. There is a Pokemon Claymation Netflix stop motion, I should say, stop motion Netflix show coming called Pokemon Concierge. Uh, it's just a little bit of a a teaser but one of the main things was it had clay uh, a, a clay psyduck who was moving around and doing his thing and i thought that was really cute they didn't really show off anything else so i'm guessing it's going to be like a tropical island hotel kind of thing and shenanigans will happen uh new characters coming to pokemon unite zakian zakian the wolf with the sword in its mouth sif <laughs> um he is going to be added to Pokemon Unite. They also mentioned that Pokemon Unite has surpassed over 100 million downloads now, uh, which is, I guess, a pretty big milestone there. Uh, the new fighter will possess the Uni- Unite attack called Sovereign Sword, which can be used to overwhelm opponents. On top of that, there is a new Bosch Rush event, which is now underway in the game, and players can use the gift code Pokemon Day to redeem a free gold Zykin Boost Emblem. Ooh, with useful effects in battle. Also, on other app news, 
Pokemon Cafe Remix is getting a bit of a remix. Uh, Scarlet and Violet starters Springato, Fuego, and Quaxley will now be appearing in Pokemon Cafe Remix. They'll start hanging around until the 17th of March, alongside the new Paldea-inspired dish, which looks like a combination of two Pokemon. Uh, you can also redeem a free in-game chef outfit for Greninja and a wide array of chefs. Uh, I'm sorry, deliver to a wide array of chefs and invite one of the Gen uh, 9 starters to join your staff. Uh, in Pokemon Masters EX, there will be new Galar trainers and gym leaders heading to the game across a number of events. These include Hop and Zapdos from the 2nd of March through the 9th of April, Bead and Articuno from March 4th to April 9th, and Marnie and Moltres from 20, the 20th of February through the 9th of April. There are also several bonuses heading to the game, including a chance to scout up a 100 sync pairs and redeem 3,000 gems for free. <laughs> and uh, not finally on the app news. We still have more app news. Oh my gosh. A new app called Pokemon Sleep is coming. Essentially what this is, is as long as you sleep, <laughs> you, uh, you sleep with Pokemon, not sexually. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people like, oh, oh, I can't wait to sleep with uh, fucking... Vaporeon. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, if you're a light sleeper, you'll sleep with different Pokemon. If you're a, sleep, a deep sleeper, you'll sleep with different Pokemon. If you're just taking a nap, you'll sleep with different Pokemon. Uh, of course, uh, the main attraction is waking up and seeing what Pokemon uh, slept around with you. Which doesn't sound great either. <laughs> no matter how I describe this game, it sounds like you're literally sleeping in a sexual way with Snorlax and Slowpoke and Pikachu, <laughs> but apparently, depending on how you sleep, you'll get different Pokemon, so uh, who knows how many Pokemon are in the game, but, you know, I, I see Pokemon like Rattata, Caterpie, Squirtle, Charmander, Pichu, Snorlax, Toadile, Slowpoke, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, so I guess this is just an initiative, you know, before they were telling people, go out and, and catch Pokemon, but now they're saying, hey, Stay in and get a good night's sleep to catch Pokemon. We'll see how people enjoy that once that comes out later this year in summer of 2023. The final app, Pokemon Go Plus Plus. That's right, there's two pluses to this crazy app. Pokemon Go Plus Plus. There is a new device that you can get for Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Essentially, the device is uh, based around the Pokemon Sleep game. It's a nighttime tracker that measures and stores how well you are resting. Pokemon Plus Plus reports when you are first drifting off to sleep and when you wake up. It lets the app know how successful your night's dreams have been. Of course, to know whether either of these things take place, the device is reliant on you pressing the button. It kind of looks like a Pokeball. Um, but essentially, um, this is like a... You can catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go, and you can actually have your Pokemon Go uh, characters, you know, one one and a night can sleep with you. Which doesn't sound great when I say it, but it makes sense. Shut up! Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they're getting new raids called Terra Raids. There you go. It's, it's pretty much kind of like the Pokemon Sword and Shield. Don't really need to go into that. 
There will be new Pokemon Go integration with Scarlet and Violet. You can send postcards from the app to the console and see Vivillion's pattern change as a consequence. Having done this, you'll be able to catch roaming form Gimme Ghoul in Pokemon Go with a chance to later evolve them. There is also a Pokemon Home integration being introduced, planned for early 2023, allowing you to easily transfer your Pokemon between the new games. Also, they announced DLC is coming, of course, the Scarlet and Violet. One of them is called Area... Oh, there's two... Okay, each one has a Area Zero DLC coming into it with new Pokemon. One kind of looks like a turtle with tentacles and and colors on its shell. The other one kind of looks like an ostrich with a crazy mask on. (laughs) Not much else. They didn't actually say much else about this. Other than it's kind of spooky and it kind of goes back to like Arceus times almost because of the, it's just kind of the way that the characters look who they showed from the game, from the DLC. So maybe we're going to be going back in time, but I doubt it because they're not going to (laughs) do, well, I mean, I guess they are making a new map for the DLC. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll go back in time, but Hey, that was the Pokemon presents. Let me know what you thought in the discord. If you want to, um, for me, uh, it's a D plus. Most interesting thing is Pokemon Sleep. (laughs) Alright, let's go ahead and move on to the next part of the show, which is... What's in the news? The biggest news coming this week is Elden Ring has announced its first DLC called Shadow of the Erd Tree. That's right. Rise Again Tarnished. To go out into the Elden World. Um, So yeah, it's been rumored for a while that there was going to be DLC. Obviously, there's places set up in the the main game's map that just seem to have no reason to them. And maybe this is the start of seeing just how many DLC we can shove into the game. Um, There really was uh, no... There was no date given. Uh, There was not even a trailer. They just posted on Twitter a high-resolution image of the DLC to let people pick it apart. And, and they said, hey, this is coming. You know, what do you think? So essentially, the picture that they posted has a few arches, kind of like, uh, you know, the famous arch in France. Uh, there's some, like, ghostly images around a character riding what looks like Torrent. I'm sure other people who are more into the lore of Elden Ring will know exactly who is riding the horse. And then it looks like there is um, like a very diseased Erd tree that's leaking possibly sap or something like that in the background. It looks like there's maybe steam or smoke from a volcano going off. Um, it's a very nice picture, kind of calming, but also kind of uneasy at the same time. When will this DLC drop? Who knows? But it's pretty big news. It's the first major expansion coming to the game since its launch. Uh, So that'll be very interesting. I'm sure a lot of people will jump back into the game or maybe some people will um, start their new game plus when the DLC is announced or maybe some people will say, fuck it, I don't care, and move on with their lives. What a great segue. (laughs) No, not even a segue. Uh, Capcom, they're getting a Capcom, they're presenting a Capcom spotlight next week. Uh, They're going to go over a couple of games. The pre-show will start at 2.10 p.m. pacific time the main show is going to start at 2 30 p.m. pacific time 
It'll be on March 9th, so it's pretty soon. We're going to be seeing stuff for Resident Evil 4 Remake, Exo Primal, Monster Hunter Rise, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I'm very interested to see what they got there. It's about a 20-minute... They have a 20-minute pre-show, and they did not say how long the main show is going to take place, just a 20-minute pre-show. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be about 30 to 40 minutes, which is kind of normal. Um, I'm interested to see more of Resident Evil 4, of course, Exo Primal 2. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see what they're doing with that. And, of course, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I'm interested to see how that's going to work without the DS Incorporation. So there you go. Mark your calendars March 9th at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time to catch the Capcom Spotlight. We have some sad news. The Wolf Among Us 2 has been delayed it will not be released in 2023 anymore telltale games came out uh with a statement on twitter saying an important update for the wolf among us 2 we've made a difficult decision to delay the wolf among us 2 out of 2023 we know it's frustrating to hear we started work on this in 2020 and we're still determined to tell the ongoing story of Bigby and the rest of the Fable Town gang. However, it is going to require some more time. As disappointed as you are to hearing this, we feel worse having to say it, but the work continues. We're committed to delivering the sequel fans deserve and doing what's right for the game while protecting the health of our team. We appreciate the patience and understanding. Telltale Games. So yeah, it's you know it's one of those things It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, ugh. I wish it was still coming this year because, I mean, for fans of The Wolf Among Us, like me and many others, uh, it's one of those things like we've been waiting for so long. You know, The Wolf, uh, The Walking Dead has gotten four games, five, if you count Michonne, you know, the Michonne game. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Minecraft got two different games, you know. But what, what about The Wolf Among Us 2? I mean, I know they started work back in 2020, but I believe... I, I, I'm under the impression that they scrapped that game that they're working on in 2020 and started fresh when they reannounced the game um, because uh, they were probably working off the old engine before Telltale was kind of semi-closed and then reopened when they were under new management. I do feel like the work on their new game that I talked about last week uh, based off of that sci-fi series is taking precedent right now. So I'm guessing that's why they're pushing this back to get more people on that game to get it ready to go, which actually is something that I actually like to hear because, honestly, if you look at Telltale Games' repertoire, you know, some of those Telltale Games, they the, the first episode was released, and then you waited like six months for the next episode, you know? And then other series would be doing the same thing at the same time, you know? So, like, when Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series came out, they were also doing, you know, the the Walking Dead Season 3. And they were also doing, you know, Minecraft Season 1. And they were also doing, you know, this and that. And it's it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. So, I think now that they're scaling things back, they're under new management, and they're putting more effort into a full package instead of releasing things episodically... I feel like that is going to really help the game. And yes, I love The Wolf Among Us 1. We played it on Twitch a couple years ago before I was I knew what highlighting was, so you won't see any VODs for that. But it was still just a fun, really good experience, really great writing. There's some twists and turns, and there's a lot of um, you know replayability in the game because there's different paths you could take and different characters you can meet. And you don't see that in a lot of Telltale games, especially the ones later on. 
you know, the trophy list does it takes like multiple playthroughs to get the platinum trophy. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I, I should say I'm interested to play that new game, The Expanse, that's coming out. Even though I don't know the IP, it still seems pretty interesting. And yes, I will wait a little bit longer for Wolf Among Us two, but I am a little sad about it. Sony and LeBron James are joining forces for limited edition PS5 accessories. That's right. Hot off of his appearance in Space Jam, A New Legacy, and Multiverses, LeBron James is revealing a unique set of limited edition accessories for the PlayStation. These are designed by LeBron James himself. So if you criticize this, you're criticizing one of the best basketball players of all time. There's a DualSense controller and PS5 console cover that you can get. Uh, on the front, it's kind of like written in graffiti. Nothing is given. Everything is earned with a crown next to it. Uh, the uh, A, the triangle, O, cross, and square button are kind of graffitied over the... For some reason, it's graffitied over the, the D-pad. Um, it also says, Chosen Ones Build Uplift. Um, with a little rocket ship next to it. The console itself kind of says the same thing. It has the, you know, nothing is given, everything is earned on there with a little, with crowns kind of plastered on, along it. It's a little, it, I mean, the, the console cover is a little bit basic. The controller is kind of where it's at because there's a bunch of, a bunch of th things to look at on there. It's very colorful. Looks pretty good, you know. This will be available to pre-order uh, on PlayStation Direct's online store in select territories. There are no further details right now on price, release date, or whatever, but I'm guessing the controller is going to be about $60, $70, and the cover is going to be about $20, $30, I'm guessing. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, there's apparently... This is also apparently kicking off the new uh, PlayStation Playmakers Initiative, where they're selecting pop culture figures across various trades and disciplines that will effectively be ambassadors for the brand. LeBron James is the first one, and also Jamie Allen, comedian and actor King Botch. <laughs> is that the guy who's... Is that the only a spoonful guy? Holy shit, the Vine, the Vine guy. Only a spoonful! <laughs> and also pro BMX athlete Nigel Sylvester are going to be a part of this initiative, so we'll see how those look in the future. Konami's baseball game that was only a dollar to get on the PlayStation Store is now becoming an official Olympic sport. And I did not play WBSCE Baseball Power Pros yet, uh, but the game only costs a buck, and uh, apparently it's pretty fun. Um, but essentially, uh, in the Olympic Esports Series 2023, hosted by the International Olympic Committee, eBaseball, Gran Turismo 7, and Just Dance 2023 are all going to be games played during the Esports Series. Qualification rounds will be this month, with the finals set to take place in Singapore's, Singapore's Suntic Center on the 22nd of June through the 25th of June. Uh, they, in a statement, they said, we are delighted to be able to contribute to the promotion of baseball through our participation in IOC's Olympic esports series, says Konami president Hideki Hawakawa. Uh, you can learn more about this in, on the Olympics.com. Kind of a weird one, 
really, I mean, Gran Turismo 7 is relatively new, and obviously Just Dance 2023 is new, but kind of a weird one to have this e-baseball game in there. I, I, I guess I should fork up the dollar and see what see what all the fuss is about. Maybe I'll do that later today. Uh, Square Enix, the president of Square Enix, Yosuke Matsuda, is stepping down this summer after 10 years uh, being the head of Square Enix. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, he's revealed that he, they're going to replace uh, Yaksuke, uh, which is going to be subject to approval by the shareholders in June um, by a guy named Tak Takashi Kiryu, who is currently the director of Square Enix. Um, obviously, Square Enix has, has not done the best work the past 10 years, um, but, you know, obviously, uh, they've, they've put out some, they put out some great games. They've also put out some, you know, like, what the fuck kind of things, you know, they've had some weird NFT stuff go on. We'll see what the next guy has to do, but, uh, or what he's going to do. Um, they still have some hot, hot stuff coming out, like Final Fantasy is coming around and stuff like that. Obviously, not everything has been great. Like, they sold off multiple studios and IPs. Uh, they put out that Babylon's Fall game. And, of course, For Forspoken has been kind of mixed reception at this point. So it'll be interesting to see if anything major changes at the company. But as of right now, he'll be at the top until June, which is kind of around where when, when Final Fantasy comes out. So maybe that's like the final game that he'll be overlooking. Also in Square Enix news, I mentioned Forspoken. The devs, Luminous Productions, will be folded into Square Enix. So they are no longer going to be their own company. They are going to be folded into the team. I'm sorry, folded into the you know Square Enix in general on the 1st of May. Um, so <laughs> they're saying that there's still going to be support for First Spoken, but it's possible that they're helping the work on Final Fantasy 15 after Forspoken's launch. Uh, I'm guessing if you're waiting for a huge major patch, there's probably going to be one coming out in the next coming months. Um, so, yeah. Um, Luminous Engine. Uh, sorry, y y it was a mediocre game. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> sorry. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Remember how The Division 2 did a big oopsie and they weren't able to update their, their game? Well, now, boom, the glitch has been fixed. They can now update the game and start their next season, which is called Reign of Fire. This is probably the most publicity that Division 2 has gotten since its launch. Uh, in this Reign of Fire DLC, there's going to be new weapons, gear, dedicated agents to hunt down, dozens of minor fixes and changes, and, of course, a, uh, the continuation of the ongoing uh, storyline. Following an alliance between the Black Tusk and the True Sons. <laughs> Captain Lewis <laughs> and men through it. All right, we don't care. I just wanted to mention this since I mentioned it before, that Division 2 was kind of broken for a little while. It is back up and working. And they've also given a, a complimentary weapon cache for, their tr for players' troubles who were affected by the downtime. So there you go. Division 2 back up and going, and they're ready for their next season. Boom, bada, bing. All right, the Mario movie got its release date pulled forward in the U.S. and other regions. Places like the U.K. and stuff like that is still on the 7th, set for the 7th. But now, on April 5th, the U.S. and over 60 markets around the world 
Uh, the movie will hit theaters an additional, uh, like, almost, a, I don't know, month earlier? From, is It's moving from April 7th to April 5th, so it's like a few days earlier. Um, the movie hits theaters in additional markets in April and May, with Japan opening on April 28th. So, I guess they really did make this movie for an American audience, because, I mean... April fifth. I mean, that's that's over a like that's that's like a month ahead of Japan. Uh, according to the above announcement, the movement seems to apply to a number of other companies, although there is no confirmation on which ones yet. Uh, the UK still holds seventh, the seventh of April, while other European countries look like they have to wait a little bit longer. So make sure if you are in another country that does not does not have the movie out yet to make sure you block words like Mario movie, spoiler, blah, 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 blah. All right, all right. In other movie news, posted by Coco in the Discord, Dead by Daylight is giving it a movie adaptation. There's very few details right now, uh, but the video game, I guess it's not really a franchise, but the this, you know, this video game juggernaut, horror icon juggernaut, is finally getting a horror movie on the big screen. Um, so it'll be produced by Atomic Monster and Blumhouse, which it's like, okay, Blumhouse does everything. Uh, series creator Behavior Interactive uh, will be helping out, but doesn't have a screenwriter or director yet for the project. In a press release, they said, In Dead by Daylight, the Behavior team has created a love letter to the world of horror, building an incredible environment, teeming with atmosphere and terrifying villains. Perfect for a scary cinematic ad adaptation. We're big fans of the game at Atomic Monster and are thrilled to be teaming up with Blumhouse to bring this frighteningly visceral world to the big screen. Blumhouse's co-director added, We know there are many fans of Dead by Daylight out there and think it's important... I think it's imperative we find someone who appreciates and loves the world as much as we do to help us bring the game to the big screen. We know our partners at Behavior and Atomic Monster will help us bring this vision to life. So like I said, there's very little information. What's going to be done? I'm guessing they're going to use the original characters from the game to kind of mold the story. And I feel like it's going to kind of be in the same vein of that um, horror movie or kind of like kind of horror movie that came out not too long ago, uh, which is based on like a bunch of short stories. And each section of the movie was like a different short story, right? I forget the name of it right now. I'll probably remember it later. Uh, scary stories to tell at night. Is that does that sound right? There's like a scarecrow that pitchforks the bully, and there was a, a toe that was eaten. I feel like they'll kind of do it like that, where like the first the first part of the movie will be you know the uh, the uh, the trapper, and the next part will be the clown. You know, so yeah. All right. Uh, last up on the news, Sifu is getting another expansion starting on the 20th of March, which is also, I believe, the same day that it comes to Xbox. Uh, this expansion is called Arenas. It's going to add nine new locations and 45 merciless challenges spread over five game modes. The area's expansion is, pack is packing up to 10 hours of extra gameplay into an already uh, pretty lengthy title nowadays. Uh, there's a trailer on PlayStation's YouTube channel. Like I said, it's also coming to Xbox soon. Where I believe it comes the same day that the update happens. So people on Xbox are going to be getting a whole package uh, of Sifu. Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's move on to what's coming soon. All right, the next courses for Mario Kart Wave 4, they're, they've all been announced at this point. 
It was a very, very, it's a very good pack of courses, I will say. Uh, starting off, we have some Mario Kart Tour maps. Singapore Speedway, Bangkok Rush, Bangkok, Bangkok, <laughs> and Amsterdam Drift, all from Mario Kart Tour are going to be coming to the game. Uh, I don't mind the Tour maps, but they're usually the worst. So, you know, but although I, I really like the, the, the Australia one, Sydney Sprint, I thought New York Minute is kind of fun, and also um, Ninja Hideaway, which was a Tour map, was really good. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but DK Summit is coming from Mario Kart Wii. Pretty cool. I love that. Riverside Park from Mario Kart Super Circuit. Mario Circuit from Mario Kart DS. And Waluigi Stadium, baby, from Mario Kart Double Dash. That's one of my favorite maps of all time. Very excited to play that again. Also, don't forget that Birdo will be uh, a playable character with multiple different color configurations. There'll be a medium weight class, so you can start... Um, you know, building your cart appropriately for the new characters. So, yeah, very fun. Uh, don't forget, you get this for free if you get the expansion pack. Well, free, quote unquote. Uh, if you get the expansion pack, uh, Nintendo expansion pack. Um, but yeah, uh, very good courses. I'm interested in all of those. I'm definitely gonna be playing this when it comes out. Also, don't forget, that there's the new Yoshi track coming as well. The brand new course, which looks really good too. So. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Wave 4. Uh, that'll be coming on March 9th, so this coming week. Speaking of Nintendo Expansion Pass, uh, they've already added a new game to the Game Boy Advance selection, Metroid Fusion. Uh, this is a more straightforward game, uh, like like Callus said, and a lot of people say it's a little bit more straightforward, uh, but it's coming on the 9th of March as well. Um, this is the game that first debuted on the Game Boy Advance in 2002, it was released on, like, the Wii U and a couple of Metroid games, I believe, got Metroid Fusion on it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, it's probably not as demanding as Metroid Dread, but I think it's still kind of difficult if I've read things correctly. It's definitely going to be a game that I'm going to check out because, you know, with a Metroid, with Metroid and Metroidvanias, it is a little bit confusing. Uh, so maybe a bit of a more straightforward Metroid game will get me into the series, the 2D version of the series a little bit easier. A little bit more Nintendo coming soon here. Nintendo has revealed the Mario March 10th Day Switch Console Bundle. That's right. Um, Nintendo has confirmed that the Mario-themed console bundle, officially dubbed Nintendo Switch Mario Choose One Bundle, it'll retail at $300, and it'll be released on March 10th. So essentially, you get a full game download of one of these three games. Mario Kart 8, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe or Mario Odyssey. Now, uh, there's also something about the Mario Bros. movie on here, too. Maybe there's like a coupon for the Mario Bros. movie. Uh, but anyway, this will uh, come with red Joy-Con controllers. There's no cool design on the Switch dock, which is kind of disappointing in my opinion. Also, this looks like an original Switch on the box. This is not an OLED, from what I can tell. This is an original Switch model, so honestly, I would say stay away from this one. They're trying to sell this for three hundred dollars, and you only get one. You get one Mario game with it, because when you look at it from from you know for coming into this article, it looks like get all three of these games: Mario Kart Eight, Mario Kart U. I'm sorry, Mario Deluxe U Deluxe, Mario Odyssey. That would be a great deal for three hundred dollars. 
but it's an original Switch model. The Joy-Cons are red. That's pretty much the only thing unique about this console. And you only get one of those three games, which have all been out for more than like five years now. Uh, not the best deal, but yeah, I guess if you're a Mario fan or you're a collector of Switch consoles, here you go. <laughs> all right, moving on. Dead Island 2 had a huge gameplay reveal trailer. They went through a couple of areas on the map, and boy, oh boy, does it look fantastic. I'm very excited, but I'm trying to keep my expectations in check, okay? I'm going into this very, very excited. Uh, they showed off some of the modding you can do, some of the characters you meet, some of the powers that you use in your zombie form, I guess you could say. They showed off some weapons, some guns, some uh, a side mission, a bit of a main mission, um, they showed off the uh, flesh system that they created for the game where enemies will react and kind of like melt <laughs> from your hits and stuff like that. Very cool. Very, very excited to get my hands on this. And don't forget the game is coming a week earlier than it was originally announced for. So it's coming the 21st of April instead of the 28th. Um, so which is very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm really, really excited. Um, I know the dialogue from the from the characters you meet in the game might be a little bit cringy, but that's just the Dead Island charm, okay? Dead Island 2 looks like it's going to be a great time. I hope I didn't ac accidentally say Dead Space because uh, that's also been on my mind, but Dead Island 2 looks like it's going to be great. And it's only about a month away. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So check out that video. It's on PlayStation and Xbox's YouTube channel. You can also check it out on IGN if you so desire. The Outer Worlds is getting a remaster coming to PlayStation and Xbox next week with some improvements. And the PlayStation version will, of course, have um, DualSense control support. So, uh, yeah, so specifically on Sony's console, it'll, the re-release will have DualSense support with gameplay taking advantage of the controller's haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. It'll run at 4K and 60 frames per second. Uh, this will not be a free update, though. You will have to buy the Spacer's Choice Edition for an extra $10, even if you own the game. That'll launch on March 7th. So if you already own Outer Worlds and all its expansions, you'll have to still buy the, you know, still get it, get it for $10. Um, so it's it's not, you know, it's not the best choice for them to have the Spacer's Choice Edition you need to pay for it uh no matter how small the amount of money is i really liked the outer worlds it was number two that year um when it released i haven't replayed it yet but i do remember having a lot of fun with it don't know if i'm gonna play it again on playstation 5 but eh, we'll see what happens in the future uh tin hearts is coming to the playstation vr 2 uh this is like a Mario versus Donkey Kong kind of game where you lead little tin soldiers around a map and you complete tasks and try and, I guess, get to the end of the level. It's a little bit of a puzzle platformer, I guess you could say, Tin Hearts. Um, I think this originally released on, like, Oculus or something like that. Um, or maybe it released on the original PSVR. I can't remember. Um, but uh, this will release on the 20th of April with a PSVR 2 version coming in the summer okay so there's going to be a ps5 ps4 version and then a psvr2 version coming later in the year okay so there's no firm release date for the vr version yet uh they said that they designed from the ground up the on vr platforms as well as pc and consoles players can fully immerse themselves in the beautiful world of tin hearts 
there you go. If you want to check out the trailer for that, PlayStation YouTube channel doesn't really show off much, but it kind of gives you the gist of the game. In other PSVR 2 news, The Last Worker finally has a delivery date. The release date for the game has finally been announced the 30th of March. This is a game that I played at PAX East last year, and it was pretty fun. Didn't play the VR version, of course, because at that time did not know about the PSVR 2, but we knew that there was a VR version coming. Um, but The Last Worker is ready to go for the 30th of March. It's coming to PS5 with a full opt optional uh, PSVR 2 support version. The press release explains, created from the ground up on, to deliver both VR and flat-packed experiences, the game combines a handcrafted art style created in collaboration with Judge Dredd Comics legend Mick McMowan, McMahon <laughs> and unique immersive gameplay mechanics seamlessly interwoven into a narrative game like no other. So essentially in this game you play as like an Amazon worker who is there after the apocalypse. He doesn't know there's been an apocalypse. It just kind of starts to happen. Um, and you're the last person there. You're the last worker. <laughs> uh, so a bunch of robots are crazy, and you follow one around. Um, didn't play too much of it, but from what I played, pretty fun. So, yeah, if you want to check this out uh, on Wired Productions' YouTube channel, you can see the release date trailer. Fuga, Melodies of Steel 2, is coming soon uh it's coming to playstation 5 and playstation 4 on the 11th of may that's right not too far away uh f i know fuga the original fuga is pretty universally loved by people um there's a whole bunch of new characters to play with um essentially it's like a turn-based strategy game where you have like a giant base and you beat smaller enemies and you try and make it to the end of, like, an area. I know Callus has played the game on his channel, the original game on his channel. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the new stuff about that, CyberConnect2 official channel, YouTube channel. You can check out the new Fuga2 Battle Information System YouTube video. Interesting stuff. Lords of Mayhem. <laughs> uh, this is coming March 15th. Uh, this is has been was originally released on PC in 2020, with mixed and positive reviews. Uh, but the game is finally coming to PlayStation and Xbox, I believe. Uh, this is a RPG. It is like a I guess it's like a third person. No, it's more like a Diablo kind of game. It's more like a Diablo kind of game. So, you know, if you want to get this, grab this before Diablo 4 comes out, <laughs> here you go. I, I'm thinking most people are just going to wait for Diablo 4 to come around because that's not too long ago. I think it's only a month away from the March 15 release date of this Woken Lords of Mayhem. So if you want to check it out, PlayStation has a video on its YouTube channel. Um, like I said, it just looks like Diablo. So if you're a fan of those kind of games, maybe you want to pick this one up. Scratch that itch for Diablo 4 for a little bit longer. I already announced this last week, but I just want to recap. The new games coming to PlayStation Plus Essentials in March. Battlefield 2042, Minecraft Dungeons, and Code Vein. Minecraft Dungeons is one of the is probably the first Xbox game uh, developed game coming to the PlayStation Plus service. Pretty cool. Code Vein, Anime Dark Souls, you know how it is, and Battlefield 2042. Mm, it's in season four right now, and it's not any more desirable to play. But maybe I'll pick it up when there's a boom of players on there. Moving right along, Xbox Games with Gold for March have been announced. From March 1st to the 31st. You can play Sudden Strike 4 Complete Edition. This is kind of like uh, 
Company of Heroes, um, where you you pretty much it's a strategy game based on World War Two. You you, uh, you uh, move your units along and battle your way through various uh, famous locations of the war. Also, all the DLC. Battle of Kursk, Road to Dunkirk, Finland, Winter Storm, Africa, Desert War, and the Pacific War. Uh, you'll get all those with the game as well. Between March 1st and the 31st as well, you can play Truberbrook, which is an adventure, an adventure game uh, where you are in some sort of rem- remote village. Uh, and uh, it's like a... It almost looks like a claymation style, like a stop-motion style, like the new Pinocchio movie. Um, it looks like it's like a little bit of a uh, adventure game. Uh, it, it kind of in the same, like a point and click kind of game, I think. And then between March 16th and the 15th, you can play a game called Lamentum, uh, which is a immersive world of nightmares where you may be trapped forever. It's a pixel art survivor horror game set in New England in the mid 19th century. To solve the dark secret at the heart of the Growl Hill Mansion, you'll have to immerse yourself in a nightmare-filled world full of terrible creatures. Um, it looks fine. I mean, nothing too crazy in my opinion, but there you go. And here are some games leaving Xbox Game Pass sometime in March. People are guessing March 15th is when they're going to leave. F1 2020, which is a part of EA Play, will be gone. Goat Simulator 1, Kentucky Route 0, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Paradise Killer, Young Souls, Undertale, and Zero Escape, the non-airy games, will all be leaving soon. Not sure exactly when, but sometime around March 15th. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ferris 64. Do appreciate you. If you want to check me out on Twitch, I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We're playing Far Cry 4. We're going to finish up Rebel Strike and move on to uh, probably something newer, I think, maybe. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, we'll go from there when, when we get there. Um, also, I run some other podcasts. Fubar Ferret has been revived. We have two new episodes out right now, and a new one is going to come in about a week or so uh, if you want to check that out. And then I also, of course, do Film Freaks with a Z with a few other friends. Uh, we recently talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The next episode is going to be about Titanic. So if you want to check those out, that'll, the Titanic episode will be out uh, this coming week on Friday. Anything else you got to mention? No! So, yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Yumi the Ferret, and I'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye. The Ferret 64 Podcast is owned and edited by Yemi the Ferret. The song Nightshade, used in the intro and outro, is owned by Adhesive Wombat. Small sound clips during the podcast were made by Yemi the Ferret. News sources include NintendoLife.com, PushSquare.com, and PureXbox.com. All opinions video game related are my own. Thank you for listening.